The following is a Kingfisher Media production. Hey guys, you're listening to the In the Blood podcast. I am your host, AC Bergen Fisher, and thank you so much for listening, whether you are a new or returning listener. I'd like to invite you to find a quiet place where you consider what's being shared with an open mind and a receptive heart. Before we begin, though, the following disclaimer. I am not a therapist, and nothing presented here should be considered as therapy. If you feel that therapy would be beneficial, please seek out a licensed therapist who you trust. I wanted to thank everybody for joining us here today. I've got somebody with me who most, if not all of you, probably recognize from most of the earlier episodes. I'll get him to say hello, and we'll see if you can guess who it is. Well, hello there, everyone. Hope you're all doing well. Okay, so if you guessed that it was Jason, then you guessed correctly. Jason, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. And if you didn't guess Jason, you guessed wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'd like to offer some wonderful prize for those who guessed correctly, but instead of a prize, you get nothing. Anyways, (laughs) we got got all the bad jokes out of the way. We were chatting a little bit earlier about how finding a dream relationship or finding our way into a dream relationship is kind of similar to finding a dream job. And it's like not like we want to suggest that one person is working for the other. But we were kicking around the idea that maybe the process of finding yourself into that functional like person to person relationship really follows a lot, if not all the same steps. And um, while we were chatting, we realized that we should probably be recording instead of just chatting. So here we are recording. Oh, I do not. So I, I was thinking about, you know, when when you're looking for you're looking to connect with an employer, you're looking to connect with an employee. I mean, usually the, the first point of contact is somebody has put out an ad saying, hey, I'm looking for X, Y, Z. If you're looking to connect with that employer, you have two choices. You can say, okay, this description of what they're looking for actually fits who I am. It fits who, what I'm looking for. Or it doesn't. If it doesn't, again, you're faced with that choice. Do I tell the truth or do I lie? And unfortunately, a lot of people, they don't start off on that honest foot. So before I go too deep in, <laughs> what are your thoughts on just this first step? Well, my personal opinion, the first step, it's like any other relationship. If you started on a sour note, no matter what the sour note is, tonality, overthinking it in your head, starting it off with a lie, all you are doing is setting it up for failure. You can't start anything on the premise of a lie. If you're anxious, that's one thing, workarounds, so on and so forth. Me personally, I take stock in what I do in my everyday, places I go to, and from that, I evaluate what I would like to do. And this time I got lucky, but I happened to get into a job that I absolutely love because I had been a client there for years, and I figured I wanted to get back into the retail industry, and he had an opening, and we talked, 
and we already had a predetermined relationship. And to be totally honest, I've been there a year and a half now. And though it's part time, I haven't had a bad day. <laughs> and, and and that's good. So like, I, I think you, you touched on a bunch of things there. And I'm glad you're sharing from your firsthand experience. Now what I'm wondering outsider looking in is like how much common ground we see between that and the way you connected with your current partner because like it's one of the things i kind of admired when you and she had first connected was how much honesty and transparency was put into the mix because i up until that point like most people i think were conditioned to think well no you you, you put your best foot forward you know meaning you know you you put on a good show not meaning best foot in the sense of your honest authentic foot because sometimes that thing stinks but with mm -hmm. you, it's like you weren't afraid to put the stink out there. You just said, look, these are the things that I am okay with. These are the things I am not okay with. Here's your opportunity to walk away. Yeah. And interestingly, I, I would have thought, like, holy crap. Like, actually, I did think at the time you didn't actually say that to her, did you? Like, you're going to scare this, this woman away. <laughs> and your whole response to that whole thing is, well, if I scare her away, she wasn't meant to be here anyways because she wasn't going to be a good fit. Mm -hmm. Well... You and I, for the last 10, 15 years, have been working on self-development and bettering ourselves so we can be a better person tomorrow than we are today. We work really hard at it, and we both continually take mental notes on ourselves, and daily we check them. And I got to a point where I had been in so many bad relationships. I took eight years to be me. I was single. I worked on myself, I did what our normal practice was, and I learned that if somebody's going to be in my life, then they're going to be there with the real me. I'm not going to put on a facade anymore, I'm not going to bring my, I'm not, or rather, I'm not going to hide my junk in the trunk and let them find it eventually. I put it all right there and said, here's where we are. This is what I want. Does this match what you want? And I got it all from doing what we always do. We condition ourselves. We pay attention to what we're doing. We make sure to take notes on the shit we're doing wrong and better ourselves on it. So from that, I learned, you know what? I don't really care. I'm at a point now, I've been single for eight years. If somebody wants to be with me, they're going to be with the real me. Which I think is fair, right? I mean, you spend that much time around anybody. You, you don't want to be spending all that time suffocating yourself in some sort of masks that you've put on, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I think like contrasting your uh, personal relationship experience with like my experience with employees, like I've had so many people are like, I, I, I think I've been honest with, okay, what kind of people do I need? to have working with me or for me, what kind of skill set is required and the way people misrepresent themselves like, Oh yeah, I can do that. Meaning that they're willing to try to learn, not that they're actually currently qualified. It causes a lot of frustration. And if somebody were to come to me and say, look, I know you said you're looking for somebody who knows to do these things, but the truth is like, I, I don't know if I'm capable. I would have probably hired them anyways. I would have worked with them. We would have gotten them to where they needed to be, but because they weren't straight with me, I didn't know what I was dealing with. So you got a person who doesn't know what they're dealing with bumping up against a person who doesn't know what they're doing. 
walking it back now to a personal relationship context, that's not a healthy dynamic. A person who doesn't know what they want, bumping up with somebody who doesn't know how to provide it. Like, how are mm -hmm. either of you supposed to be happy or functional in that situation? I mean, yeah, on the job training can be provided, but how do I tell you what I what I need, tell you what I want if A, I don't know myself. And B, I think you already have it. Yeah. Well, there's that expectation, right? It's like, well, how come you're not doing the things you're supposed to be doing? You don't know how. You don't you, you can't do the job if you don't know what the job is and if you don't have the skills, right? I mean, I think that's where a bit of honesty in that early interview process goes. I mean, that's effectively what I think dating is, right? I mean, you're sort of like test driving, interviewing, whatever the case may be. That's not the time to lie. The time to lie is later. <laughs> <laughs> that's even, even if it had, so we pretty much, well, we didn't necessarily date, but we didn't put a label on it for, well, Really, we haven't put a label on it. <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it, we never really put a label on it. There was, we talked about, okay, before we even think about moving together, we're going to try this out for six or seven months to see what's going on. And that's exactly what we did. And Like just to see if there was anything there, you mean? Right. Okay. Yeah, and nobody has any high expectations of, oh, this is my fantasy person and I'm going to be with them forever. And No, no. We're trying it out for this next six or seven months see how we fit living in different places. And then we'll talk about, is there an opportunity for us to go forward and move in together and make it permanent situation? Or do we stay in our separate places? That's a really interesting contrast between like the personal and the professional relationship. Like I coming into this conversation, I thought we were going to see nothing but parallels, mm -hmm. but I mean, like you'd never go apply for a job and just say, well, let's see if there's anything there. Let's see if a paycheck shows up. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, but on the opposite end, there are people who say, you know what, I really like working here. I think I'm going to enjoy it. How about I work for you part-time for like a month and see how I fit here? Oh, fair enough. So it's like basically, if if I'm reading you correctly, and I don't know if I am, but it, it sounds like if you if you take away that expectation that you're supposed to be working towards a clearly defined goal or milestone and you can just sort of let the situation tell you what it is rather than you trying to force the situation into a box right and, and that's that's a benefit on both sides even in a personal relationship because you're there trying it out at the end there's no expectation of but you said we were going to be together forever but you said we were going to do this or you know the employer saying hey like you bailed on me after a month. What the hell? Mm. There's none of that because it's only for your predetermined amount of time that you're trying it out anyways. So there's no hurt feelings. Everybody can say, you know what? If this doesn't work, we'll leave on good terms. We're just trying it out anyways. There's no, there's no overwhelming commitment. Somebody told me something years ago that at, at the time I thought was kind of like a, a garbage outlook on life. But over the last 20 plus years, I've, I've really adjusted my opinion on what she had told me. And I think it kind of like ties in a little bit to like what you're describing. And, and what that person had told me was that expectations lead to disappointments. Mm -hmm. 
Any thoughts on that? Um, absolutely. If you if you expect something from somebody and they haven't committed to it, or even if they have committed to it, like right in the beginning, don't put anything into it because all you're going to end up with is disappointment. Either it's not going to look like what it was, or you're going to feel oh, this isn't for me and the other person's going to want to go forward, or vice versa, which leads to nothing but disappointment. One out of every seven chances, it's going to work. Hmm. What kind of ratio is that for a relationship? Why don't you just put it all on the cards right in the freaking beginning, right? As soon as you guys start talking about anything romantic or any kind of life goals together, even whether you're working together, whether you're going, pardon me, opening up a business together, whether you are getting into a personal relationship, whatever commitment you are making for a long-term goal, put a time limit on it in the beginning. Let's try this for that amount of time. Because then there's no expectations. Once you've been together for a month and you think, hey, yeah, you know what? This really works. Let's go forward. If we did it for a month, we can do it for a year. Well, I mean, it's, it sounds like, you know, you're not really committing to the relationship so much you're, as you are committing to the exploration, committing to the honesty. You're committing to see if there's place for a relationship. Yeah, I think it's the hard thing, like with a lot of people. I mean, it's not just being honest with each other, but being honest with yourself too. Because I mean, when you, right. when when most people find themselves early on, especially in a romantic relationship, which I know, like getting into romance, I mean, this is really outside of the box of what we normally deal with, and we we're normally more for the platonic. But I mean, when you find yourself early on in a romance, it's really really easy to think, okay, well, I'm feeling these big feelings, and you commit to things out of that emotional place that maybe like these things aren't realistic. Like, Oh, I'm going to love you forever because you can't imagine uh -huh. not loving that person forever because it's all about the butterflies and you know, the lovey dovey morning sickness kind of feelings. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I can't eat. I can't breathe. I can't like think about anything other than you, but I mean, six months, a year in my world. Yeah. Maybe that, applies not so much full-time as it does in just specific moments mm -hmm. but when you have said these things out loud to the other person and now like you know one three five years in whatever they're wondering what the hell happened you said that you were going to like love me forever you said this you said that and you've changed it's like well not really i mean what changed is that real life kicked in i was being honest about where I was in that moment. And if I had said like, look right now, I can't imagine feeling any different way. That's a lot more honest than saying, I will never feel any different kind of way. That's where that honesty with self ties into the honesty with the other person. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And that way, when somebody tries to throw it in your face later, you've got something to stand on. You say, well, look, no, 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 Let, let's back the bus up a little bit here. I didn't make a commitment. I just expressed where I was at, at a specific point. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, like it hasn't all been bubblegum rainbows, absolutely not. But because that initial action was taken, the honesty right up front, here we are, though there were problems and arguments later on in the relationship, we both had that open window that we knew there's nothing wrong with being honest in the first place. My partner had to learn that because it wasn't a place that she had come from in before. Mm -hmm. and. 
you know, in the first few years, we had our we had our knockdown, drag them out kind of nothing physical, but you know, we had arguments and and anger issues and all of the adjustments that come with living together when we finally decided to do so. But in the end, it allowed us to sit down and say, hey, wait a second, here's where we started. This is what we said we wanted. This is what we agreed to. Let's take a step back. And we developed a rhythm. It took a few years, but we developed a rhythm where one person, we still get annoyed with each other, but we don't blast each other for it anymore. Mm. We wait. We let the situation calm down, and one person comes to the other and says, hey, just so you know, this happened, and that really pissed me off. So this is where we were. This is what I meant when I said that, and you reacted negatively to. Whoever was it acted negatively, because we've both done it. This is what I was trying to bring up, not a negative put-you-down scenario. You took it personally, which is understandable. You know, in the moment, you know, you get kind of... Mm-hmm. Let's put it here. This is where it was meant to be. So let's just backtrack that. We'll calm down now. Let's work with it from there. And then we can actually have a conversation about it 15 minutes later and fix the situation. Nothing sits unresolved. You obviously have arguments, right? But it sounds like you 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 also have um, like check-ins, like periodic right. reviews, and, and maybe you try to like... A, steer an argument towards a conversation rather than screaming the truth at each other you can speak it to each other is that what i'm understanding well there hasn't been a screaming argument in a couple of years well that's outstanding there have been um okay you know what like okay this is really pissing me off so let's just shut up for a bit period and either of us gives the other a little attitude to do that you know, something that used to piss me off is when we got into a confrontation, she would walk away because she didn't like confrontation. Nothing wrong with her approach at all for her, but there was a problem for me. Mm-hmm. And we would, I would bring it up when we would talk, you know, and I, and I wasn't always nice about it, which, which wasn't fair at all. I got pretty ignorant about it because I was hurt. But once I put my common sense to work, and I realized, okay, don't say anything because you're just hurt. Relax. She needs time. Give it to her. And it stopped being an issue because, one, she did cut down the amount she did that. But, two, the bit that she does do it, I give her a latitude to do it now because I, I can't expect her to fall into my curriculum 100% of the time, and she can't expect me to fall into hers 100% of the time. We have to have those latitudes. And through conversation, it turns into this brilliant orchestra of little bit of symphony, little bit of noise, little bit of argument, calming down, and then coming through in a beautiful ending. It's a peaceful life. <laughs> well, I kind of like that though, because I mean, most people, I think they they do try to meet each other part way. Like mm-hmm. the the effort, I, I've seen over and over and over again. The effort is there, but the problem is, it's like. If two people are trying to meet each other part way, but they haven't communicated to each other what the needs are, one will take themselves out of their comfort zone, but they haven't put themselves inside of the comfort zone of the person they're dealing with, right? So the person they're dealing with is looking at them and thinking, well, you haven't done anything that I can see. You haven't done anything that matters to me. 
and their partner's thinking, you know what? I just prostituted my values for you. I put myself into something uncomfortable and you don't appreciate it. And then the fight is on. Like, have you dealt with any of that or has everything been a little bit too honest for that outcome? Um, In the early days, there was lots of that. But in the end, it was, um, we both had shit that we brought to the table. And even though I was single for eight years, I worked on myself, you know, I thought I had the, oh yeah, I work everything out now. I'm ready for a relationship. I don't have any baggage. (laughs) What a pile. (laughs) We both had baggage. And though neither of us obviously realized how much we had, little things would pick up like like lint on a coat, you know, and it gets so freaking annoying. Mm-hmm. Little things would come together and, and you'd, get, you'd end up with this massive lint ball and nobody at one point, so when we were at our pinnacle, nobody would want to say anything because neither of us would want to start an argument. And that took about a month to pop. And when it popped, it was the last big fight we had because everything went out, any kind of animosities, any little things that pissed me off, anything, little things that pissed her off came out. We put absolutely everything on the table, not intentionally. We did it because of circumstance. We did not plan on putting everything on the table and working everything out. We could have handled it better, but it was, sorry, I'm getting a little bit emotional because it was actually a breaking point that needed to happen in order for the relationship to become as solid as it is now. Right. And though we could have sat down and put all this stuff down, nothing's truer than anger. Nothing releases negative feelings truer than anger. And in the moment, we were both very angry, and we put everything out there. Every little thing that I did that pissed her off, it was up there, <laughs> and vice versa. And it was at one point, it was a, yeah, well, you do this. Yeah, well, you do that. Yeah, well, you do this. Yeah, well, you do that. Well, why don't you just fucking do this? Well, why don't you just fucking do that? Blah, 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 back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And everything was out there. And it's probably the best thing that could have happened because now we could confront everything. And we didn't even know we were doing it. Now, do you think in retrospect, that's something that you could have planned for? Is that something that you just had to be open to? Or is that something that you only could have fallen into accidentally as what happened? Okay. So now I could help people plan to do it, but I couldn't have done it because I didn't know what needed to be done. At that point, I thought, oh, yeah, we're going out pretty good. When one of your clients comes to you and they're dealing with a lot of the stuff that you used to deal with with your partner, like, what what do you tell them as a starting point? Like, how to, like, work into this place of honesty? Well, the first thing I talk to a lot of my clients about is you need to be honest with you. Look in the mirror. And before you can expect honesty from somebody else, You need to be honest with yourself. So take the three things that you do that piss you off most about you, own them, and do something to change them. Because you can't expect somebody else to change if you're not willing to. I put it all on self. The first thing you need to do is fix you. If you're not willing to look at you, 
and go forward from there, then you're in the wrong relationship. Because you will eventually learn that if you want to do something and want to be with somebody else, you have to do for you. You can't truly love somebody else if you don't truly love yourself. You can have high feelings, high emotional feelings about them. And, oh, you know what, this is so strong, it must be love. No, it isn't. If you don't love yourself, then you cannot portray that love onto somebody else. And so many people argue with me. But the truth of the matter is, you can't. If you can't be honest with yourself, how are you going to be honest with somebody else? You're lying to yourself all the time. That's the habit. You're going to say, oh, it's going to change because it's going outward now? No, if you're lying inside, you are not being honest outside. The one harsh reality that I had to come to, I was full of shit. <laughs> That's a tough one, but it's a valuable one. Absolutely. No, and like you you were talking about like loving each other, like where that we we interpret that as being like a place of emotion or loving ourselves again, being that, you know, whatever you're feeling emotionally, but I, I find more often than not, love is really, it's a lot more action oriented. Like they did a, a whole episode on it a while ago called what is love. So, I mean, I don't want to like get too far into the nitty gritty of my thoughts and feelings about love, but I mean, definitely I would encourage everybody to check that out. Cause I think Jason, though he might use different words to describe the situation. I think we're going to land more or less in the same place. Mm hmm. And yeah, I mean, it, even like that approach you're taking, you're telling people like you need to take a look at yourself first. I mean, that's a lot the same approach that, that I would take too. I mean, I, I use a more generic phrasing saying, well, you got to do the work. What the work is basically is like you start looking at yourself, you start dealing with your own stuff, you start identifying your own triggers. And it, it's interesting, like the more you look at yourself, the more you work on the things that are bothering you, the more you realize that it's not that other people are making you feel some kind of way. It's that you are undisciplined and you are allowing yourself to react in inappropriate ways sometimes. And when you start to learn that, look, I'm feeling triggered because of something that happened before this person came into my life, you can stop putting all that pressure on the other person to change. And you, you might even realize that these things that are making you mental, they're not that bothersome once you deal with you. Right. Um, I, this is a personal definition. This is how it is for me. I believe that empathy is the key. Um, okay. I'm going to qualify. I don't believe in the woo, woo, woo. Look at me. Woo, woo. I'm an, I'm, I'm empathic. I'm, I'm psychic. No, no, that's not what I'm mm -hmm. going with I believe somebody who is empathic picks up on nuances micro nuances and it feeds emotions and i believe empathy is the emotion people feel when they are in love love is the work love is the action love is i'm willing to change who i am because i want to be a better person so we can work love is the work empathy is the emotion and when I say that, I know there are different emotions, angry, sad, so on and so forth. But when I say empathy, I mean the encompassment of all emotion, anger, happiness, joy, all of the emotions in my head fall into that one empathy bubble. Because it doesn't matter what the emotion is. If you, if you are tuned to be empathic, 
if you're tuned to see the nuances of somebody else's being and pick up what they're feeling, it doesn't matter what the emotion is, that's empathy. In my head, love is the action of understanding the joyous and warm feelings that people call love. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think it does. And I, I kind of like this whole like path you're going down to, I guess, as far as you know the 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 personal component because i mean like at, at the top we were sort of likening a relationship between two people as you know like you know getting into your dream job as it were your dream job doesn't start off as your dream job on day one there's on the job training there's personal development there's investment of time and personal resources you're reading up on things on your day off you might be going for additional mm -hmm. training, all this other kind of stuff. It, it, it sounds like these are all the kind of things you're doing because you're trying to get to that next level. You're trying to get that promotion, as, if, if, as it were. Or mm -hmm. you're open to the fact that this isn't working out and it's time to move on to a different position. <laughs> right? But, I mean, if you're working up the corporate ladder, working up the emotional ladder, it, it's a lot of the same steps. I mean, you, you can't expect the entire environment to change to suit you you have to change to suit the environment i mean the the you component is the one component the one variable that you have any amount of reasonable control over and it's the one element you've got the most amount of influence over certainly we influence our environments but we do not control them and the sooner we realize that the sooner we start taking personal responsibility and i think the the sooner we open the door toward our own happiness, not to say you're going to be happy as soon as you take responsibility, but at least happiness becomes within the realm of possibilities. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and love that I'm explaining, people say, oh, there's all different kinds of love. No, no, there's one kind of love. I love my job. I love my partner. I love you, my brother. I don't want to sleep with my job. I don't want to sleep with you. I do want to sleep with my partner. They're separate context from love. I have strong emotions for something. I have strong emotions for you. I have strong emotions for my partner. I have strong emotions for my job. I love doing the work because it makes it fulfilling. It brings out those emotional attachments. I think people put the word love in the wrong context. 100%. You have a very strong emotional attachment to somebody, therefore, you will do the work. The work is the love. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I actually like that you separated those things because I, I've said over and over and over again how uninteresting I find it to talk about romantic relationships because the, the work really is in the platonic end of things. I mean, even a husband and a wife. Mm -hmm. The substance of the relationship isn't the fact that they want to share a bed. The right. substance of the relationship is like, it's the everything else. It's the friendship aspect. It's the commitment. It's the willingness to work on themselves and to be patient with each other while the other works on themselves. It's the wanting to play out a similar story, right? It's, it, it really is a, a, a partnership. I mean, the, the, the partnership, I think, is very, very separate from the sexual desire. 
It's separate mm -hmm. from the fact that I want to hold your hand when we're walking down the street. It's separate from I want to kiss you because you look cute in the morning. All these things are fine and they're wonderful and they're beautiful to enjoy, but they're not going to hold your relationship together, at least not in any meaningful way. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And it doesn't matter what that relationship is. Love, platonic. Sorry for cutting you off there. No, that's fine. It doesn't matter what the love is. You know, I... I will hug you and I will hug my partner the same way. The intent behind the hug is a lot different. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not, not every hug has Sometimes to be a prelude to sex, but I mean, I can feel the emotion. I mean, when, when I hug you, it's the same thing. I, I feel something strong. And I mean, there are, there are times where like I, I, I hug my partner too. And it's like, I feel something strong. Not every time I hug her doesn't end up with us bumping uglies. Right. There, I don't know. I, I, I do think the separation is there anyways. I mean, we can get into the weeds on this, but the long story short, the substance of the relationship is the not that. Right. So um, we're kind of coming into like the, the final few minutes here. So, I mean, I, I don't want to like rush you along, but I mean, is there any anything you wanted to cover before we close out today? No, the only thing I really want to say is that People don't give themselves enough of a chance anymore. Everybody's rushing to get into something. Everybody, oh, I need to be with somebody to be happy, or I don't need to be with somebody to be happy. I just need to be alone. Stop rushing. Take your time. Allow yourself the opportunity. Do the one month, four months, six months scenario. Allow yourself to get to know the person before you make a commitment, whether it's platonic or it's a love relationship or it's a working relationship. Give yourself that time to get to know the person you're going to be working with, because as much as you may like the environment of the place, the person may not always be what you think. Hmm. And if you don't give yourself time to learn, you're going to make false promises. There's going to be hurt feelings. And all it's going to do is turn into a hundred, hundred rows of bad. No, yeah, well said. Thank you. Well, I don't really have anything to add there. I think that seems like a reasonable place to, to end things off. Fair enough. Okay, Jason, so if, if anybody wants to get in touch with you to either just connect for the fun of connecting, tie up with you for some sort of coaching sessions, like what's the best way to to find you right now? Well, I'm always available for coaching sessions. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Unfortunately, I had Insta and I had all the other ones, but I, I really don't pay attention. I go into uh, TikTok at Podverse and Jason Moore on on um, Facebook. And of course, I'll leave direct links to both of those platforms in this week's show notes. Thanks. And yeah, as always, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, if you've got thoughts on what we've talked about today or anything else we talked about, feel free to send an email in the bloodpod at gmail.com. Jason, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you on this show once again. Hopefully, we get to do this again real soon. And for everybody is listening, thank you so much for joining us today. And until next week, my friends, much love. <laughs>